Mrs. Donner wanted to go along, naturally, but Donner said, No, this is man's work. Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. Let this be the episode where we, you and I, Nick, caught every motherfucker off guard because we showed up even a couple of minutes late. And granted, we didn't give you guys, you know, the day or two days of fucking, you know, hey, they're going to do a show. No, no, no. This was impromptu. Oh, fuck. Look who showed up here. Zachary showed up. So I, I stand corrected. Props Zachary. to Zach. No shit. Literally, this was one of those things where it was impromptu. Last minute, I was scrambling to create the thumbnail, get the shit up, because this is an emergency podcast, and this is why you're all mids, okay? Because you're all mids. As Nick has been fond of saying before, what what is it, Nick, that you just told me backstage? Everyone's a five with their clothes on. Everyone is a five. With hey, them. look, you got a super chat. Oh, and it's the first one. Look and at it's this. A, it's a and it's a whammon. And it's a whammon. <laughs> hey, I, I have to say for posterity and for everything else, Kate, thank you. Thank you. And, and this. So here's the thing, you know, this will go down forever, at least on my channel, as, you know, you took my virginity when it came to the first Super Chat, Kate. Oh. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't feel violated, but I still feel like a mid. <laughs> well, that's 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 pretty much the uh, univo- universal experience after having your cherry popped, right? Well, you you know, it's funny, Nick, because I remember, I don't, you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but I remember the first time I ever had sex. And before I had ever had sex, you know, I had these ideas, I had these things in my head that, you know, there's going to be fireworks going on and and, and I'm going to see the world in a whole new light and all this other shit. And then I had sex and I was like... Oh, it was mid. Well, go ahead. I I, I want to hear your take, and then I I have to follow it up. Well, I mean, pretty much, it's always mid the first time, right? Well, that's kind of what I think. Okay, <laughs> so you know, it, it's like trying to describe sex to someone who's never had sex. You kind of can't. Yeah. But you have these ideas, you have these theories, you have these philosophies and these hypotheses of what it's going to be like. And then you do it. And afterwards, you're kind of like, oh, I remember. I, I remember exactly. Oh, first. shit. Look at this one. Got to got to do it real quick. 420. Nice. 420. Somebody's bringing up other references that ties into a uh, a poll that I did recently. Thank you, Paul, for the 420. Oh, snap. Rob is monetized now. That's right. Thank you, guys. 
Anyway, I was in my uh, I was in my seventy two Cutlass with my girlfriend. I was sixteen, she was fifteen, and we were, we were parked out on. You know how you know how when they they build a new neighborhood or subdivision, they'll you know they'll first cut the road in and then they'll pave that long road in so that you know the construction vehicles and shit can you know get in and out easily without getting bogged down in mud. So there was this there was a subdivision that they were building and there was this long road that dead ended in the, in just where they were, you know, clearing the dirt and leveling the ground. And that's where, that's where it was one late one night. <laughs> oh man. I love it. In my 72 cutlass. And when it was all over, I remember all I remember thinking was damn, that was good. And damn, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> See, And mine, mine was in this park out by Granger High School, okay, where, you know, I'd been seeing this this young gal for a minute. And, of course, you know, you had to do at least the three-date minimum and you had to, you know, prove undying love and all that shit that you believed in back in the day. And I remember, you know, doing that shit with her and the park is gone now. It's totally gone. It, it got developed into some condominium. No, it didn't get developed into condominiums. It actually, the high school fucking expanded. They got bigger. And so the park and all that shit went away. But I remember, you know, here I am banging this chick in a sleeping bag in the park. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And we get done. And it was good. It, it was. But at the same time, it was yeah. like, oh. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, like the world didn't change. Uh, the fireworks weren't going off, uh, you know, amongst the trees and other shit that was happening around us. I didn't feel much different other than, oh, so that's the big mystery, you know. But I, but it wasn't so terrible as for me to go, yeah, you know, uh, fuck that shit. I don't think I'll do that again. You know, it was more like, oh, oh, that was nice, but it wasn't earth moving. It was mid. No, I get you. Well, you know, it's it's like every it's like most things in life that we think are going to be Kate outing herself here. <gasps> oh shit! Look who fucking showed up with the big money. Oh my god, Dante! Thank you for the five thousand. I don't even know what the hell your fucking currency is, dude. Panda, five thousand pandas. Which in American ease translates into one and a half alpha males. Dude, I would have I would have loved to have deflowered a twenty something virgin. That would have been that would have been something good for the uh, dude. I you know for the scavenger hunt, right? You know, I I can appreciate you know Kate going out on a limb here and being all vulnerable and exposing her her late blooming because at 18 because that's when i first had sex you know you're back you know back when i was 16 in my 72 you know and i'm thinking god damn i i was 18 and i thought i was late you know kate took her time jesus christ not that that's a bad thing but holy shit no props well but then again there's guys i've talked to and some women that I've talked to who waited even longer. And it's just like, and I, and all I could think for me when, when they're telling me their stories, when, you know, they're being vulnerable, they're being intimate and they're telling me their fucking stories. 
And all I could think was, fuck here. I thought I was the late bloomer. Holy shit. You know, and this isn't just guys. These are some women too, that it's just like, wow, really? You, you know, but then again, women do things differently. You know, they, they have their own agenda and all that other shit. They're not like us. Sure. That's why we're all mids ultimately at the end, kids. Well, women, am I right? Oh, well, yeah, you know, hey, you know, for real quick, where is it at? There it is. Whammon, am I right? <laughs> Gotta throw that in there, you know. You know, what, what you were saying, though, about getting laid, it's like, it's like all those other milestones in life. It's like you think it's going to be like this crazy earth-shattering, changing event. And it, and it is to a small degree, but then very quickly that wears off and it's just like, huh, life is still uh, pretty much the way life is. And, uh, you know, it's like, I remember it being like that with my driver's license, with, you know, popping my cherry, with getting married, with having kids, with getting that great job that was great and awesome and wonderful and all that other kind of shit that, you know, and I, and I, and you realize at some point, at least I hope you do, you meaning humanity in general, that, you know, there, there's, there comes this point where, you know, where you're, you're, you spend so much time in anticipation looking forward to the next big thing that you don't appreciate all the living that can be done between now and whatever you think that next great thing is. Yes. Yes. You know, I I knew there was a reason I wanted you on tonight's show and you nailed it right there. It is the idea that most men and maybe some women are so hyped up about the next big thing, whatever that is, you know, the, the next big thing, whatever it is, marriage, kids, whatever, that you forget about the day-to-day things. You forget about the day-to-day living. You forget about the little things. It's, you know, the, oh, hey, you know, I woke up and, hey, you know what? He or she is still fucking there. You know, they look over at you and smile and they got morning breath and you're like, oh, oh, you got to go brush your teeth or something, baby, because that shit's nasty. But that's the shit that makes you a a mid and that's the shit that you forget about because, you know, you got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and take a cold shower and don't touch your dick and drink black coffee and all that nonsense. Yeah, dude, a little spur girl would wake up at four o'clock just to go brush her teeth so that she didn't have dragon breath when I woke up. <laughs> now, dude, that's, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Dude, you, you know what? You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> That's one thing that's funny about my belly dancer. Okay. Her and I, we, we hit a, a teeny tiny, very minor speed bump. Okay. I've been seeing this woman for like 16 months. And one of my favorite things is morning. Yeah, the belly dancer. It's been 16 months already. Yeah, yeah, dude. I know it's fucking insane, right? God damn. I know. I trust me. If anyone's more surprised than you, it's me. Mm. Okay. (laughs) But we hit a little teeny tiny, you know, bump in the road because. I'm the guy who likes waking up at like, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning when I'm sleeping over or she's sleeping over and having a little, you know, something, something. I'm the guy that I'm like, hey, you know, look who look who's here to see you. It's happy Harry hard on, 
you know? <laughs> and, and she's been kind of like, ah. and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm. But it's not me according to her, but who knows? Maybe it is me. But according to her, it's, I got to brush my teeth, mm. you know? And I, and I understand that because even I feel that way, that a lot of times morning sex for me is kind of, Closed mouth kissing for mm. both parties because we both look terrible. We both smell terrible because it's the morning and you've had bacteria and all kinds of shit going on in your mouth. So, hey, but at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, I kind of don't care. I kind of don't care if you smell good or not. I don't care that your makeup is smeared or you wiped it off and well you look like a five now babe i kind of don't care that's why that's why god invented whatever you call that position where you're hitting it from behind and you're both laying on your side <laughs> i still don't know what that's called but that's what that's what that's for the mornings <laughs> exactly Okay, uh, let's see. I want to, I want to, you know, you guys are, this is one thing I love about the chat because while they're paying attention, they're also multitasking and having like their own little independent conversation going on in the chat. So I got to out some of you motherfuckers since, you know, you decided to, you know, say shit. Hey, before you do that, I just want to throw in there that yeah, and I and I consider like any any chats that we have. I could I consider even if it's not during Let Them Burn, I, I consider them all the Let Them Burn chat holes because it's mostly the same people. And you know, our uh, because because we have such a small a small chat at the moment, but dedicated chat. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It, you know, we we have this small chat, but they're dedicated <laughs> and they're. You know, they're that's okay, Jawad. None of us know what's going on. You're not alone. There's very little, you know, there's 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 the there's the there's the usual foolishness, but there's not like a whole lot of spurging out that goes on in our chats and stuff. Correct. Which I really which I really appreciate because it's you right. know it's it's enjoy even though I don't always pay attention to the chat because we're talking, you know, when I when I glance over at the chat, I kind of like the uh you know, I always kind of like what I see when I look over there. Oh, well, yeah, because I don't see a lot of idiocy and just stupid shit going on. There's not a lot of cancer in the chat, and that I appreciate. Part of it, I know, is the dedication of the, the regulars, because most of them are wrenches, and they know how I am, because it's like, Look, if I give you the wrench, I expect you to terminate with extreme prejudice. Because yeah. if not, if I have to do it, then why did I give you the fucking wrench? That's your job, okay? And so they, they keep a handle on things. If a wrench doesn't do their job, they need to be yeeted too. Well, that's that's kind <laughs> of what I'm thinking. It's like if I give you a wrench and you're not, you're slacking, and I have to call you out publicly on the show, you, you might just have lost all privileges, yeah. okay? At least on my channel, on my show. Because, yeah, I am not benevolent when it comes to my chat. I am malignant. I am malevolent. And it's like, no, motherfuckers, you don't get to act like a fucking idiot in my chat. Because whether I get bigger or I don't, which I don't care if I do. But either way, 
I want shit to go fairly smooth. I don't want cancer in the chat. And so, you know, oh, Paul, you're so getting a wrench. Dude, you're so getting a wrench. I think he's I think he's using reverse psychology over there. Oh, he is. He wants the wrench. I know what Paul wants. Paul wants the D. Paul okay. wants the, Paul wants the <laughs> W. That's right. Paul wants the W. I know yeah, what's you know, you were saying, you know, I I just remembered something what you were saying earlier about <laughs> about, you know, the the morning breath and brushing your teeth and stuff. Cause right. I because little Spurg isn't the first chick that I've dated who does that. Like any oh, pretty dude, much yeah. I've dated a lot that don't do that. Well, and and so and you know, maybe it may be a southern thing, I don't know, but you know, these women down here, they all get up early and go brush their teeth and freshen up because they because they know what I'm coming for the first thing when I wake up in the morning. So they're right. like, they're, yeah, you know, they they're know. But but here's the thing that the you know at A-Wolf. first a right, right at at first I used to I used to tell them look you know I'm not you know I'm not getting up and brushing my teeth first thing so you know you don't have to all that kind of stuff and then I stopped myself because I was like you know don't don't talk her out of you know doing going the extra mile wait don't don't step on your own dick don't step on your own dick. Don't talk her out of going the extra mile because, you know, first you're talking her out of, oh, you don't have to brush your teeth first thing in the morning. And then, you know, the next thing, you know, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's, uh, just letting everything go. So I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, don't, you know, don't instead of trying to help her be more casual, it's better to reward her for going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a decision. I, you know, that's another thing I just came to from trial and error and experience. But I think that's, you know, I think that's definitely the way to go. So, you know, because a, a nice guy, you know, if you want to talk about the difference between no more Mr. Nice Guy and then having frame, and that's totally on my brain because I've been editing Ryan's book right, for the last right, three right. weeks. I, I've been seeing the comments. I'm slightly offended, by the way, but okay. <sighs> So, not uh, not against you, but against Ryan. I'm a, I'm just a little tiny bit offended. Well, the the so you know so the thing was that you know a nice guy is going to say, oh no, you don't have to do that, honey. Right? Oh yeah, you don't need to suck my dick. You don't need to brush your teeth. You yeah, don't just, need to comb yeah, your hair. Just chill, and then before you know it, you know she's uh, you know she's getting the tingles from somebody else. So yeah, yeah, you, know, you definitely you definitely don't want to do that. No. No. And here's hey, another sir. tip. Here's another tip while it's on my mind. And you know, mo- please. Mo- most of the time I hate talking about the whammon and shit, but you know, here's, here's the other thing. And, and this, it reminded me of something I was on Twitter and I saw, um, f- maybe it was Twitter, maybe it was on YouTube, but I saw Fort Worth playboy. Um, he, he had a post or something about how, you know, you need to slow down. You know, you need to talk slower. You need to move slower. You need to do all this other kind of shit slower. And that was something else that I I picked up through trial and error was that, and I didn't really, I didn't know what to call it back at the time because I didn't have this, you know, this vocabulary, you know, for, you know, game and the gay monastery and the retarded playground and all the other shit that we call it. But, but I realized that by, by, by going slow and being more deliberate and, 
allowing the awkward silence to be there and see what she does with it and all that kind of stuff. If, if you, if you need something, if you need some kind of like something to help you start learning what frame is and what that feels like, that's one of the things that you can do. And that's one of that's what I, I started doing, not really knowing what I was doing was just slowing down and being talking slower, being more deliberate, making her adjust her pace to mine and seeing what she did with the silences and that's and looking back on it that's that's where i i kind of feel like i really flipped the script as far as my own frame went from kind of you know getting it right some of the time to pretty much getting it right all the time and mm-hmm. and that and reading ryan's book as well as you know seeing that stuff from fort worth playboy reminded me of that nice yeah. Oh. So why why you so why were you offended? Oh well, thank you. I'm glad you led right into the segue. So you know, you had Ryan on earlier today, <clears throat> talking about his book and whatnot. I haven't watched it in all transparency. I haven't I haven't had enough time yet. Okay, I got home from work, and I remember you know a blip on the radar that you were having your own show and you were bringing Ryan on. You were going to talk about the book and whatnot. Yeah. And then Ryan goes out there and he goes, you know, God, this was so great. I didn't feel like I was advertising. I didn't feel like I was on brand. And and all I could sit there and I'm thinking, bruh, dude, I've had you on my show. Thanks for nothing. You know? And it's like you can be, you know, I did a show with him like a year and a half ago or something like that. We talked about video editing. It's one of the things that I throw on all my videos that it's like, God, you know, here's me and Ryan and we're talking about video editing. And apparently he was still on brand. And I'm just like, wow, really? Really, Ryan, you don't understand what Let Him Burn is, what what Nick's about, what I'm about. Well, clearly he, he knows what you're about, but, uh, you know. Well, I, the way I look <laughs> at it, though. Ryan, really? Really? I, I see what you're. I, nothing. I see what you're saying, but the way I look at it is that hey, you know, look first who of all, showed up. Here he is speaking of. First of all, you know, <laughs> let let him burn. Let him burn has become a brand, even if we didn't want it to be. Uh, no, so, no, and, and the no. Se- but the second thing is, is that no, we're not a brand. We're the anti brand. You know, my YouTube channel, and, and by the way, after after doing that stream with Ryan today, I got like, you know, 15 new subscribers. So, you know, thanks, right Ryan. Um, but, you know, my sort of my my little area of of social media is where is where brands go to die. So it's like <laughs> it's like it's like the black hole of of uh, of branding, because I, I've been I've been so diametrically opposed to trying to, you know, brand anything that, you know, I end up, uh, you know, it ends up just being where, you know, a vast wasteland where, where, you know, it's all, it's all skeletons and cow skulls and shit in the desert. It's like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. It's all sand. It's all yeah. sand and, and, and tornadoes that have no, no moisture whatsoever. Well, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm fighting it as hard as I can because I never intended, I never intended to get on, on here and do anything at all to begin with. Yeah, same. And 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 now I kind of now I've gotten a little bit addicted to it thanks to you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hey, and 
You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and, <laughs> well, you know. And the but and, but see the other thing is that I know that if I if I put the effort into it and I you know I get a thousand subscribers on YouTube and everything, then oh, we're gonna I, get you there. The horn of Gondor is about to blow. Just well, so. if I if I do that, then I know I'm going to have to do shit. You know, it's just it's just <laughs> no, my. It's just my personality. I'm either going to have to do shit or I have to get off all to get get off it all together. So I've been resisting that for a long time because I don't, you know, because I don't really want I don't want to create another job for myself. And I've had too much fun just being a you know degenerate hanging out in pools in Florida with little spur girl for two years. <laughs> Uh, well well, you know it is he is he's critically undervalued okay since we're gonna brand about not branding or we're gonna not brand about branding either ways you know half a dozen or you know six of the above it's you know it's just funny to me because we are in a way the anti-brand I thought about that earlier and it was Ryan's comment about, you know, coming onto your show and being able to just relax and talk shit with you. Like I said, I was slightly offended. I was just like, bruh, where's the fucking love? Apparently I, I don't mean shit. Okay. But that's okay, Ryan. That's okay. That's I forgive. Ryan, uh, Ryan is one rat bastard, isn't he? <laughs> well, he really is. You know, uh, he's really a Canadian is. son of a bitch. He's always he's masquerading as such a nice guy, but he's really right. But you know, the, the part where I have to forgive him is because he is he is the wildling north of the wall. So <laughs> it's like, well, you know, he is Canadian, so eh, I, I can't take him too fucking seriously with some of the shit he says. Because, well, he is Canadian after all. So there's that, you know. But, you know, I, I think about it. And, and and when he was talking about, you know, being off brand and just chilling with you, like I said, part of me was a little jealous, a little angry. But part of me was like, boy, Nick, boy. And that's when I thought about Let Them Burn, where in a lot of ways we are the anti-brand. We because think about it, we're three assholes that come on and talk about nothing, right, and we right. don't have an agenda. We're we're not here to hey kids be an alpha male buy my Gumroad course or whatever, or we're converting to a different religion so that you guys will keep throwing money at us. We're just like ah whatever. We're drinking. We're doing these weird podcasts about it. You're a mid, and it's okay. You know that's what we do. Well, we're we're like we're like the Seinfeld of live streams. It's a live stream about nothing, but it ends up being about something anyway. Oh know? shit, look at this. Dante said it's not him. That wasn't Ryan. That wasn't the real digital Ryan. That wasn't the real digital Ryan. Look at this motherfucker showing up. Yep. All right. Dante earned his pay today. He sure did. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, his final words for the evening. Thanks, folks. I hate it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, you don't, you little Filipino monkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, one but, of the things I know. like about one of the things I like about Ryan is that is that all the all the right people hate him. So when I, you know, when you see when you see all the all 
when no. you see the people that hate him, you can't help but like the guy just for drawing that kind of hate from the people that actually hate him. Because, you know, if the, you know, if the right people hate you, then you're, it means you're doing something right. So, that's well, kind of there way. is that, you know, that's there one of the ways I look at it now, you know, I liked Ryan before that, before that, before Same. I even knew any of that shit, but, uh, you know, I was he 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 and I did a stream a, a while back. Maybe it was earlier <laughs> this year, and he was. Uh, and I realized that Ryan bears a strong resemblance to my favorite uncle who died recently. Mm. He kind of looks we, like him. Get serious and dark here, or what? No, it's just that he kind of looks like him and he kind of talks like him. So I think you know, I've always, I've always, I've always liked Ryan. You know from when i used to see him on uh you know the the red man thing oh yeah yeah that, that, that yeah the group we that shall not be named yes and I, and I and i finally realized that he he does he does bear kind of the similarity to this uncle mm -hmm. i had who was you know he was he was about the same amount of years older than me that ryan is younger than me which is interesting but you know it was like oh yeah you know, no wonder, wonder I had this natural affinity for Ryan. He, he sounds like one of my relatives <laughs> and he has the mannerisms and shit of him as well, which is, you know, kind of funny. So, yeah. So you definitely have a bias, which I get. And but, yes, Paul, you, you fuck up a lot, dude. Just saying you fuck up a lot just because you decided to out yourself. Uh, I, I'm going to say it right now. I love Paul. I love his work. I love what he's doing. But Paul, you fuck up a lot, dude. But the at least the platitudes, dude. No. At least, at least he stays away from married women. And that's important because <laughs> that way I get to bang him. <laughs> yes, and me too. So thank actually, you know what? Thank you, Paul, for taking yourself out of that. Cheers, Paul. <laughs> Cheers, dude. I love, I like the, I like the whole, you know, not to pick on Paul, but I like the whole, you know, the thou shalt not bang married women thing, because it's another one of those things that, that it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's one of those platitudes, you know, well, all platitudes are in the abstract, but it's one of those things that's in the abstract, because when you actually get down to it, you know, I, I posted a while back about how, you know, if you, if you spend a lot of time, you know, socializing with women doing a lot of charge uh, a lot of sarging and, and shit like that that you know eventually you're gonna you're gonna bang a married woman and you're probably not gonna know she was married eventually. until after it's yes. over. it's inevitable um, yeah it's coming and yeah. then and you know admittedly that is a slippery slope because you know you bang one and then later on you find out she was married and then you you know you bang another one and find out you know she's engaged or you know she's separated or whatever and then it's you know complicated it's complicated <laughs> you finally get to one you know where she's like yeah i'm married i'm just you know i just cheat on my husband and then you're like nah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly that when, when you can look at him and go so what's your story i just want to know which way the wind's blowing right and then she goes oh well yeah we got to keep this shit on the down low oh all right all right paul uh don't dear dude just Get engagement just yeah your your tweets all that the platitudes just dude don't dear don't defend don't excuse don't explain don't rationalize we we got you bro we just like to bust your balls because it's fun like that that's all but dude 
you're good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, some of you guys are getting all serious and dark. Mm. Where's it at? Oh, here it is. Angry husband, fiance. Yeah, well, you know, Alan, this is this is why I always ask where the wind blows. And they're not always honest. They're not. They're not. But most of the time when they realize, oh, shit, he's not judging, they'll be honest and they'll let you know. You'll find out, well, he's a cop and he's got anger issues or he's in the military and he's been trained to kill and he's got, you know, he's jealous. Oh, well, do you really want to go there? Or you find out, she goes, nah, it's all good, bro. Well, You well, find out. You find out. The women will tell you the truth. The I mean the 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 married women that I was involved with, they all started out like, you know, oh, we're going through a divorce, oh, we're separated, oh, you know, or they didn't tell me at all. And, you know, in in those situations, like most other situations, that shit wasn't gonna last anyway. You know, that was a that was a long weekend or, you know, that was a you know, that was a road trip. That was a business trip. Yeah, it didn't count. So so who really cares? And maybe if right. I, you know, and then maybe when I go back to D.C. again, you know, we hook up again. But, you know, she's always, you know, but, you know, even here at home, you know, there was that chick, you know, she was she was driving over here. You know, she lived 45 minutes away and she would drive over here. You know, she wasn't married, but she ended up marrying the guy. You know, she was she was dating. She married him you know, a few months later and, uh, she was still coming over here a few times just, you know, for, for whatever. And, uh, and, and honestly, you know, it, it it's exactly like how you always articulate it. It's, and, and this is what I really think too. It's that it's the same old dichotomy between, you know, having to live up to an image and just being able to admit, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a dirty dog because, you know, she's, <laughs> You know, she's, she's over there. She's over there being wife material, right? but she could, but she could come over here, you know, hang out for a little while, smoke a joint that she brought with her. Cause I don't, I don't do that shit, but, right. but so I don't care if somebody own. does, right. so she'd come right. over here. She, you know, she'd burn one, you know, drink, a <laughs> drink a bottle of Prosecco, you know, uh, you know, enact our own porno <laughs> script and then she'd go back, you know, and it was like, uh-huh. All right. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I am that guy. And, uh, you know, at least I was, I was then, you know, so, you know, and, and that's the difference (laughs) because, because I'm that guy with little spur girl. So I don't make, you know, I generally don't make her, you know, feel like she has to live up to any, any, you know, particular, you know, archetype or anything. Yeah. Archetype or expectation. Right. right. So what you're saying is from a dating, relating, mating, relationship standpoint, dynamic, you're both fucking mids. I'm, I'm as mid as it gets. Dude, same here, dude. I am right in the middle. Uh, if that needle goes barely over five, uh, I even I'm impressed. I'm like, whoa, wait, how'd that happen? Because just I wasn't the, shooting for it. Just the tip of the bell curve. <laughs> yeah, just the tip. Just, just the, the tip. tip. Just the fucking tip. But you know, uh, that's the that's the widest. That's the well, that's not necessarily the widest part, but that's the the, the broadest part. It kind of is least. the widest part. Five it's, is the top of the bell curve. It's the it's the it's the point at which uh, you know there's there's the there's an appendage there 
very big appendage. <laughs> okay, real quick. I got to go through some of this shit here. Oh, my God. Look at this motherfucker right here. Cheers to 1,000, Rob. Glad you made it happen. Alex Costello with the 499 Super Chat. Thank you, Alex. I had to bring that up. God, you guys are bringing the heat tonight. I love it. You know, for all of Paul's platitudes and, you know, I'm just doing it for engagement, brah. You know, every now and then, Paul, one thing I'll say about Paul, okay? Well, a couple of things. I'll say about Paul. Okay. One, the guy knows how to market. Okay. I, I am not even going to fucking disrespect or lie. Paul knows how to market. So when he wants to do engagement, I know what he's doing and I get it, but I like to throw shit at him just because I can, you know, it's like the other day, yesterday, I think it was, he's like, you know, I did all my platitudes till the end of January 23. What have you done? And I'm like, well, I muted and then blocked you <laughs> because I got to give him shit. But Bullrush had the best answer of all day, which was, well, I fucked your mom. Fucked your mom. I saw that. Yeah, that I was fucked good. your mom. And I thought, man, that is great. Well, that's okay. why, that's why I said, that's why, that's why when you always question why, you know, I'm the one who invited Bullrush to be a co-host. Now that's I why. Know why. Yep. That's because why. Bull Rush just like went straight for the jugular. Just he, comes, he, he comes through in the clutch. Around. He always yep. comes through in the clutch. Yep. As much of a crayon eater as he is, and every now and then we have to yeet him from the panel. And I look at you and I'm like, bruh, really? And you're like, I I know, I know. And even you point at me and you go, well, that's yours. He's your kid. He showed up at your house. But every now and then, Bullrush does these clutch things where it's like, I fucked your mom. Okay. We like you know, to call Paul real. I like Paul. I do. But I he hasn't. I've met Paul. I met him here, what, last weekend, the weekend before Paul? You, me, belly dancer, nurse chick. We sat around at Cracker Barrel, had a bite to eat. And Paul is a good guy, but he, has, so he hasn't I, been he hasn't been around enough to you know everybody else around here has had to take you know months and months of shit from us, and they're still around. So I mean that's you know Paul has to Paul has to take his too. Well, and, and you know here's here's the part why I like to take Paul to task. Okay, like I said, I've met Paul. And we shot the shit. We had a moment. We had a few laughs, all that. And, and I loved it. And I, I would absolutely positively hang out with Paul again. I would. Paul's a good guy. Okay. But Paul wants to be the next red pill content creator TM. Paul, if you're going to be that guy, you have to put your morality in the back. If yeah, you're going to yeah. be that guy, and I'm okay with it, but if you're going to be that guy, which you are because I just saw one of your recent tweets where you got your merchandise going on, and I appreciate that, okay? But if you're going to be the red pill content guy, you have to put your morality in the back because well, plus, red pill's not about morality. It's about actionable advice. Right. Nobody's and – no, and, and that's the thing. Nobody is 100% no. red pill. No. Not even me, not you, not nobody. 
because it's not because it's not it's not a philosophy and it's not an ideology and it's not a prescription and it's not a morality and it's not any of those kinds of things. So we all have, we all have our own morality, but that doesn't have anything to do with us practicing, you know, red pill behavior. And mm. that's the, that's the difference is you can, you can have your morality, right? but it, but it has nothing to mine. do with, I have has mine, nothing to do with, but it has pill. nothing to do with the red pill. Hey, real quick, I, I just wanted to address Valerie said, was it Ryan or Nick earlier who said Moby Dick is a stupid book? What I said where, was, where, where is this? Oh, here it is. Moby, uh, what I said was, is that I think it's a piece of shit. And, and there's a reason for that. And the reason, the reason I say Moby Dick is a piece of shit is part of that is kayfabe just because so many people and so many dudes in the manosphere LARP about you know, Moby Dick and what a great book it is and, and all this other shit. And, you know, my, my personal take on Moby Dick is that, um, you know, most of the people that are, that praise it have not read it, at least not the whole way through, first of all. Second of all, they don't know why it's a great book. And then third of all, it's two, it's, it's, it's two thirds too long. It's it's a it's a novella at best, but it's packed full of all kinds of extraneous shit that's in there simply because Melville wanted to write a big book so that they could charge more for it. And that that economic factor for late 19th century books, early 20th century books, novels, nobody ever discusses that. But the fact of the matter is that the thicker the book, the 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 more you can exponentially scale the price you charge up. And that's what the authors and the publishers wanted to do the most was to be able to make as much money off of it as possible. And you can't charge a premium price for a 150 page book. So especially back in the day when book production was so expensive and so much more difficult to begin with, because remember they had to, you know, it was, they had to typeset that thing, on you know on plates where they set every fucking letter for every fucking page and then they had to print that shit off so you know that was not a that was not a cheap or a, a fast process so they wanted to recover as much dough as they could and that's why you know a lot of thicker books are thickers because the publisher could just charge more for it and then then he and the publisher and the author could both make more money so you know, that's those are all the different reasons why, you know, I like to say that Moby Dick is a piece of shit. Now, I like the story. And what I do is I separate the story from the actual book itself. The story is a good story and makes a good part of a book. And then the rest of it is just, you know, in my opinion, a bunch of bullshit. So. <laughs> News flash for Nick and everybody else. In <laughs> I've never read Moby Dick. I haven't read it in years. I, I read like the first chapter and was like, fuck this. Fuck this shit. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And was done. I was done. And so I love when you make your allegory and all the other bullshit about Moby Dick because I get it, but I'm like, man, I couldn't. It's like Crime and Punishment from Dostoevsky. I, I read, read a that. chapter. I uh, see. I've read a chapter, and I was like, "Man, I can't even." 
and was yeah. done. I got no, other shit to read. I got life happen. Ferris Bueller said it. Life comes at you pretty fast, kids. And I was like, I ain't got time for this shit. I got other shit to do. Well, you know, you're right. And I can sit here as a as a 50 oh. as, a, as an almost 56-year-old guy saying that uh having read Moby Dick, having read Crime and Punishment, having cover to cover, having read Brothers Karamazov cover to cover and a lot of God other damn. a lot of other thousand page How books much that I read. Time did you lose? <laughs> well, I mean that was that was my thing when I was younger, mm. right? So, you know, now that was, was your gig. <laughs> That was my that was my jam. And that yeah. was my jam. So, <laughs> but I could but I can honestly say that I don't think doing any of those things has has contributed anything to my life aside from perhaps, you know, uh, you know, making me learn how to, you know, concentrate and focus on something. But you know, it, it's like I was talking with Ryan today. You know, you get to the end of a thousand page book and you've already forgotten the first half of it pretty much anyway. Yeah. So, so what's the what's the big deal and why that's, that's certainly nothing point. to to larp on and you know the the whole point of you know, the the whole my title for the live stream today was you know emergency podcast books are harmful because <laughs> because because Tate was tweeting shit about how you know, oh reading, yeah 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 <laughs> about how reading books is stupid and you need to go out and live life and I don't I don't disagree with him in in essence because yeah, I, I he was just doing the engagement thing. I yeah, he was he was doing kayfabe, but but it is better to actually go out and and live. And if you're if you're reading books at at or consuming any kind of media at the expense of actually living first, then I do think that's a bad thing. But you know, yeah. obviously, I don't think that you know reading a book here and there is you know makes a big difference um, one way or another, but you know, it's like, you know, it, it's like anything else, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to prioritize what's, what's most important in life. And, you know, to me, living it is way more important than reading about it. Although living it and occasionally reading about it is a good thing too. So uh, I wouldn't disagree with that, but going off of that, Zachary Moore, I had the same thing reading Lord of the Rings. Granted, I was 14 at the time. Going off what Nick just said, Zachary, have you finished Lord of the Rings or nah? I <laughs> See, that know. was one I couldn't. I, I started with The Hobbit and I was like, I don't give a shit about Frodo. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, Nick. Anyway, so Zachary, I need to know. Oh, you, oh, you didn't. You did not finish it. Well, I appreciate your honesty. I do. I appreciate your honesty. Have fun. <laughs> the yeet is strong with this one. That's right. If you fuckers haven't read Tolkien, I, I you're not going to make it. <laughs> What's interesting about that is I, I had read the Chronicles of Narnia. I read all of them. And I was I had read all of them. And then the next logical step was to read hobbit and lord of the rings and by i i think my brain was just fried on that kind of you know which is which is fair which fantasy is fantasy and shit right so uh, and, and and again in transparency and all that i've never read the car the chronicles of narnia i watched the movies the first one was it was pretty good the rest of them i was kind of like eh 
it's like 14 year olds, you know, it's for stuff, you know, for young readers. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I can't. Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 you know, I just, I respect that though. I respect it. So I can understand why you were like, fuck is this? Okay. Yeah. I get it. I do. I get it. Okay. That's why you don't start with 14 year old shit and then graduate to Tolkien. You just go with the meat and fuck all the fat. You know, you just go straight for the real dope. That's my opinion, and I'm standing by it. Yeah, well, you're a piece of shit. Well, god damn it. <sighs> Bye, Nick. Anyway, oh shit. You guys are testing my resolve here. What do we got here? I, I gotta see some of you motherfuckers here. Let's see. Where are we at? Sunflowers. Well, well welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, hey, Kate brought up a good point. Now, in all all transparency and honesty, I've never read The Count of Monte Cristo. Okay, I've never read it. I've watched the movie, and I know, I know, I know. Easy. The movie is not nearly as good as the book because every book I've ever read, that somebody decided, hey, let's make that into a movie. I was severely disappointed okay so but i've never gotten around to reading the count of monte cristo the movie was okay i thought it was all right given the fact that i understood the gist of the story you know it's it's isn't that the revenge one the guy he goes to prison and wears the mask and all that bullshit isn't that what that is yeah i mean i read that i think i read that in high school but I never saw the movie. I think I saw a porn parody, though. <laughs> well, you know, that right there. That was there actually pretty good. Well, that sums it up, dude. If there's a porn parody of a book or a movie or both, if there's porn of it, what what there's a term. One of you guys understands it's like 134 or something like that. If there's a porn parody of a movie or a book or both, then it's probably pretty good if there's porn of it. Like yeah. there's there was one that was a porn parody of the Blair Witch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I had to go and look. I had to go see. And you know what? The porn parody was better. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Oh God. Oh, there we go. Dante had it. Rule 34. Thank you, Dante. That's it. Rule 34, porn parody. If there's a if there if it falls under rule 34, kids, whatever it is that you're you're thinking of reading or watching, if there's porn of it, it's probably pretty good. Just saying. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. Wishbone literature. Watch the PBS show Wishbone. <laughs> Did you ever see that? You know what that is? No. No, I, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. It's a it's a show. It's a show where, if I remember correctly, because my kids watch this sometimes when they were younger, it was this PBS show where it was basically some classic literature story, but the main character in it was played by Wishbone, that was a Jack Russell Terrier. I think it was a Jack <laughs> Russell. <laughs> my, my kids love that show because i because the it had a i think it, i think there was a narrator for the dog's voice or something and oh, there's and, gotta be there's and it, gotta be and he was you know this little this you know fucking little jack russell terrier is always running around you know doing 
pirate shit or whatever it was. It was funny. <laughs> My kids love that. Oh man. Well, you know, it just it just if there's graphic novel adaptations, which you know, sunflowers, you're you're sounding a little highfalutin and 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 you know sophisticated, which I appreciate, by the way. Okay, but when when the words, the terms, graphic novel adaptations come up, we all know what you mean. It's okay to say comic. Yeah. It's okay to say, well, there's a comic version. The classic comics. <laughs> That's right, because that's what this is. Uh, you know, the, the graphic novel adaptation is just a fancy way of saying it. There's a comic book for it. And it's okay, because I understand the Hellraiser series from Clive Barker, based off his novella, not even a novel, a fucking novella, The Hellbound Heart, which became a movie called Hellraiser. Turned into a whole fucking franchise, which mostly sucked. Just, just saying. But you know, there's the the graphic novels. Man, I own one of the limited edition graphic novels. Graphic novels where Clive Barker himself signed it. The authenticity, the the certificate, all that shit is there. So I understand graphic novel, but I but I'm looking at it going, let's be real, kids. It's a comic book. That's what this is. We're just sounding smarter than we really are, but it's a comic book, and that's okay. I just I had to point that shit out. I wish I still had my uh I had that Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park comic book back when i was uh i got that back in the i guess that was early 80s late 70s when that came out and uh i wish i still had that because there were yeah because there was this rumor going around that um they had all they had all bled into the red ink and that the that the red ink in the in the comic book actually had some of their blood in it oh yeah 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 remember i that? remember that i remember that yeah supposedly that was the marketing scheme back then and you know i can't prove or disprove that i don't know i don't own the motherfucker yeah. so i don't know well but, i had it i don't know what happened to it it's probably something my mom threw away yeah and zachary yes the hellraiser is the one with pinhead yes Somebody this past week posted a picture of the album for Kiss Alive 2. I think it was Kiss Alive 2. I used to, that was another one of those things. I used to have all those, I had all the original Kiss albums up to, I think it was either Kiss Alive 2 or whatever came right after that, which I think was that kind of disco pop album they did. I'm not sure. Well, technically, we're going to, we're going to go there, Nick. So, because this is something I kind of know a little, a little bit about. Go. So after Kiss Alive 2, which was 1977, okay. we had the solo albums. Yep. Paul, Gene, Peter, and Ace. Yep. Okay. That's because that's when things were um, fractioning. You know, there, there, there was trouble on the horizon which of and the solo albums did you have all four okay i had the only i had uh i had gene and i had ace i didn't have the other two gene's See, album now, which gene's album wasn't any good but aces was pretty good 
No, well, Aces, as far as popularity and money went, Aces was the best. Yeah. Followed by Peter's and then Paul's and Jean's was like the abysmal failure. Yeah. As far as money and popularity went. Okay. And then shortly after that, they did double platinum, which was the greatest hits, you know, because they were still, you know, sorting shit out. They were still figuring out what are we doing here? You know, are we going to be a band or, you know, because, you know, Peter was like, you know, I'm drunk, but I'm, I'm high on power. And Paul and Gene were like, nah, bro. I hope she sees this, you know, and then, you know, they went on and did in 1980, they did unmasked, which is when they first brought on Eric Carr. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, it, it, it had mixed reviews. It's not a great album. It's not a bad album. And then they went on in 81 to do music from the elder. It's a con dynasty come out. That was in 1979. So, you know what? I I have to back up. After Double Platinum, they did the disco album. That was Dynasty, right? Yep, Dynasty, which is one of their best albums as far as popularity and, you know, people buying it. Dynasty was probably one of their best albums. They did that, and Gene and Paul pretty much fucking hated it, okay? Especially Gene. Gene fucking hated it. Yeah. But that's just the way it went. So yeah, you you know, you just totally ruined my diatribe, but that's okay. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. You know, I, I'm gonna do this here. I'm not sorry. Uh, you know, it's okay. I'm gonna just wait wait a minute. We we have fights going on in the chat. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we, we I'm seeing this. Beta Ray Bill, dude, shut up. And then I, you know, Beta Bill Ray saying, did you hear the one about the girl who did the slut drop and got an ass injury? What the, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Okay. I think, I think some wrenches need to uh, well, mount up. There's definitely some shit here. You know, where, where's my thing? I got some things. So here, keep an eye on some shit. What the fuck's going on here? Just keep an eye. You don't have to get exuberant or anything. Just pay attention. Regulators. Yeah, that's right. Regulators <laughs> now and up. But, you know, there, where it is, uh, there is technically a difference between a comic and a graphic novel. Really? I mean, okay. I, you know, I'm curious about this. For real. For real. I'm curious. What is the difference between a graphic novel and a comic? Well, I, well, I'm being 100% sincere because the only difference that I can think of is hardback versus paperback. Well, and a, and a graphic novel is technically longer and it's, you know, a comic is serialized, whereas a graphic novel is more like, you know, is more like a novel. It's just, you know, pictures instead of just words. Okay, okay. All right. Well, you know, I I want these. You know, I want these. You know, I want to know the difference. When I work, I work. I don't understand the difference. I always just figured graphic novel equals comic book. Other than we have better covers, 
you know, the covers are a thicker stock or it's a pay, you know, a hardback versus that pulp paperback. I, I don't know guys. So, you know, fucking fill me in here. I'm a well, I mean, Yeah. Graphic, you know, I, I worked in the library once and, you know, graphic novel was, you know, typically it was the same. It was essentially, you know, the same as, you know, a novel. Okay. It was a, it was a, it was a longer standalone work. Whereas, you know, comic books were serialized and came out, you know, and were much, much, much shorter, you know, like 30 pages or whatever the length was. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm just, I'm curious because I've, I, I understand the term graphic novel. I understand the term comic book, but I've never, for me, I've never really seen the difference. And so I, you know, for all the people out there that love to die on that hill, you know, I'm like, okay, so tell me what's the consensus? What's the difference between a graphic novel and a fucking comic book? Because I don't see the difference. To me, they're the same fucking thing. Just one, it's like calling a chick a secretary versus an office administrator. You know, it's like, okay, so we're using some flowery language. Well, I think the only real difference, the only substance, I mean, I think you're right in terms of the substance of what it is. It's essentially the same thing. But to me, it's like the difference between a comic and a graphic novel is the same thing as the difference between a short story and a novel. Okay. So going off of that, um, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm wondering because the, 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 uh, the graphic novels that I own and I, I have a few, I I'm wondering is the difference because even those in length, Nick, since you're, you're the, you're the guy here. No, no, I'm, I'm being serious. You're the guy. Is it a novel or is it a novella? Uh, that's a fair fucking answer at least. Well, I mean, you know, a, you know, typically a a uh, you know a short story is you know under fifty pages. A novella is around a you know fifty to 100, a hundred. Yeah, novel is one hundred and fifty and above, and then okay. there's some overlap okay. there, I guess. You know, ballpark. You know, I don't think it okay. really. A no, a novella is either a short novel or a long short story. <laughs> well, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's 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 my that's my thought too. Right. Okay? So, that, that's totally oh he fucking nailed it there. Yeah, he make he makes another good point. It's lip service to make it sound more highbrow and artistic, which that's what I always thought it was. You know, I always figured, oh, a graphic graphic novel is a way to make it sound highfalutin, you know, when really it's just a comic, which is okay. I love comics, okay, but I I personally have never really noticed the difference other than the ones I own that are called, you know, graphic novels are like what you said, Nick, instead of, you know, a couple of, a couple of plates or whatever they call them, you know, it's, it's short where it's not even a, you know, it's barely a short story. They're like more like a novella, mm -hmm. you know, I've never encountered a graphic novel by itself, I, I, I'm sure you can take Sandman or some of these other comics or graphic novels where the publisher or the uh, the author, artist, whomever, and they take a whole bunch of shit and they combine it all together and wrap it up with a pretty bow and say, here's, you know, here's my graphic novel. 
And yes, it would technically be a graphic novel because there's like, you know, 700 fucking pages in some cases. But when you go back to when they first released it, it's more serial. Mm. It's like, oh, well, you know, they did, you know, 50 pages here. They did 50 pages there. But then they tied it all together and bound it up in a bow and gave you a hardcover so that you would pay the extra 30 bucks for it or whatever. And now it's a graphic novel, which is okay. But I'm still like, guys, it's comics. And that's okay. But it's it's comics. Come on, man. You know, if you take, you know, five episodes, five series, whatever, and then you put a hardback on it and the... The illustrator and the author sign off on it, which I have. Okay. Hellraiser. Hello. It's still a comic, but it is that highfalutin. It's, it sounds more highbrow. Oh God. You know what, Zachary, dude, (laughs) my belly dancer, uh, fucking loves Sandman. She's got the whole anthology, the whole fucking thing. And, and she's, you know, I've sat there with her on the bed and, you know, I've read parts of it. I've read stories like the uh, Dream of a Thousand Cats or something like that, I think is the name of it. And then, of course, Netflix or one of these other outfits decides to make a series out of it. I have to admit, I watched the first episode and I fell asleep. Even though, according to her, according to my belly dancer, she was like, man, they they followed the story. You know, that first episode, according to her, was like spot on. Like, it, it just was right down the road. And I'm just like, yeah, babe, I love you, but I don't love you that much. I can't sit here and watch this shit. I got shit to do. If this puts me to sleep, I I can't. So she watched it all by herself and I went and did other shit. And then after, you know, after the series, you know, the first season was over, she mentioned, yeah, I got through that first season. And I was like, so how was it? And she was like, it was kind of slow. Really? No shit. I, I, I can't imagine. Really? I like Zach's next comment. Perhaps a comic is just a mid-graphic novel. (laughs) Oh, dude. Okay, okay. For that one, you get this, Zachary. There we go. (laughs) You need a... uh, Uh, You know what you need on that little sound thing you got? What do I need? You need... uh, you need uh uh what are their names uh beavis and butthead laughing on there oh the (laughs) (laughs) dude you know what i'm so gonna look that up after the show because i do need at it considering that you know when i turn off my cam and i'm fucking beavis right i i really do need that no shit okay you know and i like it sunflowers you're right it just when you go to the public libraries and you know what in, in you're saying in Illinois. So I like that. I like the, you know, we're, we're the disclaimer, you know, we're getting specific, at least in Illinois, we use the term graphic novels. However, 
you can find superhero comics within our collection. Sunflowers, it's no different here in Salt Lake. Okay. It's not. There's no difference. Having having worked with a lot of librarians over the years, Sunflowers talks like a librarian. <laughs> we, we have some some genuine authenticity here. Some uh, with a name like Sunflowers, I hope that's a chick too. Because dude who calls himself Sunflowers, I don't know. Hey, well, Nick, you know the first rule of the internet: there are, there are no, no women. Yeah. That's right. There are no women on the internet. No women. Yeah, no whamming. Whamming. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know but here's here's yes zachary it it literally <laughs> put me to sleep literally i i watched the first episode and it was just so slow and i was just like you know and i like to think i'm fairly literate I'm fairly engaged with literacy and with books and and you know uh uh uh, adult comics and you know the, all this other shit that we like to throw around and yet at the same time i'm to a point in my life i'm almost 51 there's definitely more time behind me than there is ahead of me that i'm like i you know if this motherfucker puts me to sleep in the first episode i'm not gonna bother with the rest of it because I ain't got time for that shit because life is short. And that's no disrespect to Sandman or the creator or the, the show or the people who watch it. I just can't. It's like, man, I got shit to do, yeah. you know? So I move on. <laughs> I, I'm still wondering about you, Valerie, because I, I, you say you're a good whammon, but I, I, I don't think you are. Are you saying that Valerie is a whammon impersonator, or are you saying that Valerie is a bad girl? I'm thinking Valerie's an impersonator. Hmm. Too direct, too logical. Yeah, I don't know, Valerie. I'm just, I'm not buying it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it there. Well, with a last name like Thong. You're, that, you're, that, that evokes so many things. Your typical your typical chick is is unlikely to pick that as a name. Right. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying either way because I don't have a dog in that fight, so I don't really give a Neither shit. Neither do but, I. You know, I don't give a fuck. You know, but like going that. back to the first rule of the internet, you know, there are no women on the internet. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But it's okay. It's it's fun. Oh, well, you know, Valerie's, uh, you know, dearing at least. So we'll, 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 I'll take that under advisement. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can, I can imagine either way. I can imagine either way that that would be tough. You know, that reminds me, Nick, um, speaking of people with fucked up names, there, well, there was a guy that I went to school with. His last name was Imhoff. Mm-hmm. His first name was John, but he went by Jack. <laughs> Are you serious? I am fucking dead serious. Because I've known some Imhoffs as well, but I've never known a Jack Imhoff. So. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I went to school with a guy. His, Like I said, his name was John Imhoff, uh, but he went by Jack. All I could figure is his fucking parents hated him. Okay, but then there's another, oh shit, Thor's in the chat. 
Oh my God. Thank you, Thor. RP Thor for the 999. Skull, you savage Rob. Chat with you soon. Absolutely, Thor. Hit me up, man. Ten bucks. Ooh. That covers like that covers like two cases of Bud Light, doesn't it? No, not even close. With inflation today, Nick, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. But he bought me a six pack. I'll give him that. Okay. I'll give him that. So thank you again, Thor. That's about um, that's about one epi- that's about one episode of Let Him Burn, right? Six Bud Lights. Close. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. About that. All right. So, you know, the when we do the show tomorrow, which by the way, Nick, um, for Dante, um, who's who's doing the show tomorrow? Do you know? Is it you? Is it Bull? Is it me? I mean, granted, I did the last one and I'm okay with doing this one too, but who's up? Do you know? Technically, it's Bull's turn. Technically. The reason I ask is because Dante wants to nuke the server. Mm-hmm. And he wants to do it on Let Him Burn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love it. And I told him, I said, hey, technically, it's not my turn. It's either you or it's Bull. And, and, it, and it doesn't matter because we can figure this out. Because really, it's just a screen share. But I wanted to know, on behalf of Dante, who's who's up? Because he wants to nuke, you know, he wants to do the, the Viking fire ceremony for the server. I'm yeah. totally willing to do it, just because, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit. Technically, it's Bull's turn, but I don't know if Bull even knows it's his turn, and I don't know if he even cares if he has a turn now, so... Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to say this here and now, uh, live tonight, because it's the emergency podcast. Um, I'm going to take the reins on this one. Mm-hmm. So, Dante, it's my show. I'll send you the links, all of that. Um, it'll be, I don't know what fucking time it is over there in your world, but I'll send it to you when I wake up tomorrow morning. It'll be probably afternoon or whatever for you, but I'm going to do the show just because I have a, I have an idea where bull may or may not have an idea how to do it. And I, and I want to, I want to do the, the whole, uh, Right, right. <laughs> I want to do that during the burning of the server. Nice. So I, I'm going to just, you know, butt in front of Bull and, you know, I'm going to go to the head of the line here and I'm I'm going to do the show tomorrow. So well, if, if Dante really wanted to, uh, you know, make this performance art, he let me nuke the server, but... Well, there's that. But I, I think, I think he did. I think I commend him. I commend. First of all, Dante. You know, you know, you're my boy anyway. You know, so mm-hmm. you know. Second of all, uh, I commend you for blowing the fucker up because it's <laughs> it's long past time that thing. It really to is overdue. It really is. It and, ran but, its course. And and what I but in particular what I what I what I give him props for is a recognizing it B uh, wanting to do it and then C actually following through with it. So, yeah, no, he sounds serious as fuck. You know, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. You know, 
And well, that's like, like who who's doing the show? And I'm like, that's a good question because technically it's not my turn because I did last week. That's why well, I had to ask. But since Bull's not here, well, you know, we're we're not going to talk about the fact that I didn't invite him on. But that's okay. <laughs> Just <the same. laughs> he's he's too busy out. You know, getting crayons for tomorrow night anyway. So he's well, gotta, yeah, he's, he's gonna. Gonna hey guys, life. here's my show, and I'm gonna That's like, right. no, no, it's my show. There's a reason, you know, it's the the special edition episode of Let Them Burn because we're burning the server. So and and you know the other the the other thing I I commend Dante for is that you know to to backtrack even further back he. He wanted he wanted to contribute something, and that's something that I don't think enough people do. Uh, you know, people that get in the sphere, they either want to um, just sort of dick ride everybody else, or they get in and they want to like you know have other people prop them up or give them a start or whatever else, and they don't just you know do something to contribute. And you know he you know he came, he came in. You know, he he contributed something that he thought there was a need for for a while. And, you know, and there was, you know, there's there's not there's absolutely nothing wrong with the, uh, you know, with what Dante put together. But the, the thing I commend him for is that in his in his growth and this journey that he's on, you know, if 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 you're really if you're really on the path, whatever that path is you end up realizing that, you know, all this, uh, you know, all this, let's, let's cater to, you know, a bunch of people who aren't doing shit and give it to them for free, um, ends up being a, you know, kind of a waste of time. And, uh, that's what I see. That's what, when I, when I finally, you know, was invited in there and, and actually went and looked around, you know, what I saw was, you know, a handful of of good dudes in there. And then a bunch of people who just were like most everybody else, they just want to run their fucking mouths and that's it. So, um, I, I, you know, as we talked about many times, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in, in helping anybody who's not already doing everything they can to help themselves. So kudos to, uh, you know, props to Dante for, for, for getting, and for getting far enough along in his journey and actually doing the work that he started to recognize that and feel that too, mm-hmm. because that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's another thing I like about Dante. And that's why, you know, that's why I, I think he's a good guy is because he, he's actually, he's actually going there. So. Correct. Correct. Dante has taken all the theory, all the platitudes, all the graphs and charts and all the pickup advice from all the pickup guys and all the red pill guys. And Dante has actually decided, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to go out and see if you're talking shit or not. And he went out and he's been applying it in the real world. Yep. And and Dante has stepped on his dick so fucking hard. And at the same time, Dante has also been fucking busted nuts. And I'm like, God damn, look at the boy go. You know, here's the guy taking all the bullshit, all the platitudes, all the graphs, all the hypotheses, and he's trying them out in real time. And I'm like, that's how you do it. 
and he doesn't get butt hurt when he gets slammed. Oh, and no, and we have no. we have slammed him about as hard as you could slam anybody. Dude, <laughs> the fucking women have slammed him harder. Yeah. That I know. Watching seeing seeing him posting his L's, and it's just like, oh God, that's brutal. And these are the chicks that are like, dude, you're an L, you know. And Dante's like, look, guys, look at my loss. Look at my L. And it's like, damn, Dante, that that's ah. But he's actually trying it out in real time, which is more than I can say for most of the guys in that fucking server. Well, it, it, what I recognize in Dante is I reckon my, recognize myself in the sense that Dante has learned to embrace the process, whether it's good or bad at any given moment. And yep. I can, I can see, I can see that because I had to, we all had to do the same thing. Yep. I had to do the same thing and just, you know, embrace, embrace the L's and take the L's with a grain of salt and learn how to laugh at those two. And he's, and he's been able to do that while he's embraced that while not, while not slowing down, he just speeds it up. So I, you know, props to you, buddy. Absolutely. hundred percent. Zachary. Yes. This is like late night version of rule zero, except we're not nearly as cool, but we do rotate. Okay. Well, this A is unlike rule zero. Our, our stated goal is to bring no value whatsoever. Well, thank you. You you nailed it, Nick. We can call it a night now. It doesn't but, it doesn't mean we don't bring value. It's just that it's not our goal. Right. Our intention is not to bring value. Okay, but correct, Zachary. That's why you should subscribe to Nick. You should subscribe to Bull because I don't always host Let Them Burn. In the beginning, Nick did. This was his brainchild originally. And then eventually he was like, eh, I can't. This is too hard. And I was like, fine, fuck it. And Bull's like eating a crayon going, I'll do whatever. No, I'll do whatever. Okay. So, yes, we rotate typically. Hey, and Bull, since you're in the fucking chat, where are you at? There you yeah, go. Yeah, he showed up. Look at him. He did. Look at this motherfucker here. So there's a guy. Go into YouTube, type in Bullrush4570, and you'll find Bull. Okay? Subscribe to him, too. Subscribe to Nick if you haven't already. Because if you want to watch Let Them Burn, we do typically rotate. Oh, by the way, Bull, hey, uh, this... Nick and I, you know, we drew straws, and technically this was your week to host, but nah, I'm hosting, bro, because Dante is burning the server, and so I'm going to host it. So tomorrow, you you can sit back and do your electrode thing on your whammon or whatever you're going to do, or be a part of the show, but I'm hosting, so it's going to be on my channel. And by drawing straws, what Rob means is he just said he was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, what, that that's it. Yeah, that's what I mean by drawing straws. I'm fucking doing it. And you know, I you know the you know the dude you know, the dude wants to sit on a throne, and I'm going to let him. You know, I'm just like, oh man, him. you guys are you know, look at this shit. Okay, look at he's, these. He's guys. the guy with a thousand. You know, he's he's the guy who's monetized on YouTube. So we're just going to let him. Well, yeah, I have the you know, out of the three of us idiots, I have the greatest reach right now. That's that sounds so terrible. <laughs> it really does. That's just terrible. Oh, you're you know you're 
you're well on your way to uh to becoming a manosphere kingpin and oh you know, god don't, I, no <laughs> no shut the fuck up dude you're not gonna jinx me like that no okay so zachary owning your l's you know you know this is the part guys okay this is the part right here you fuckers are saying it yourself okay Dude, sunflowers, you should come back because it's fun. And like I said, you know, every, you know, it's at some point the manosphere is going to be owned by Rob says, and um, <laughs> it's going to, there's going to be a, he's literally going to take his fortune and build a gay monastery. Oh, dude. You know what? I have to give uh, credit to cold bug also known as Confuciusaurus Rex. Yeah. Dude, 2023 is not only the year of the challenge coin, <laughs> it's also the year of we're, we're changing the name from the gay monastery to Tomato Twitter. Tomato Twitter? Yeah. Okay. There was some dude who came in at some point and he was bitching about the whamming and whatever, and, and fucking cold bug, Confuciusaurus Rex, he quote tweeted him. He's like, "Gay guy came in here wanting to learn how to farm tomatoes, and he fell down the rabbit hole." <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, that's it." You know, guys come in here going, "Oh man, my life just got fucked." You know, whatever reason, whether you know she cheated or she left or whatever, you know, guys come in here looking how to farm tomatoes and instead they fell down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, dude, 2023 henceforth is going to be known as tomato Twitter. So the gay monastery, the manosphere, whatever you fuckers are calling it as of January 1st, 2023. It's henceforth known as the tomato Twitter. I, I love it. You know, and this is coming from some asshole anonymous dude with a T-Rex photo. And I'm like, oh, fuck. There it is. We're not the gay monastery anymore. As of January 1st, we're tomato Twitter. That's I like it. it. I like it. It's not as, it's not as, it's not as, uh, you know, sublime as machete Twitter, but there will never be another machete Twitter. There, dude, that there will a, never be another machete Twitter. That was that was a that was a perfect storm, a perfect moment in time, which was you know glorious if you were here for it. But it's gone for good. So you know that's dude, a shame. It's so true. You know that that's one thing that I I'm sad about machete Twitter. It really had the potential. It just never got the traction. Well. It really can't because like, you know, and no shade against no shade against the mainstream, but there's a level, there's a level of malevolence, malevolence and cynicism that went along with machete Twitter that, you know, that you can't have, you can't have with rule zero. And, you know, even Clary no. can't go there. Cause, cause no, he know, can't. They, they, he just can't. They're they're still they're still mainstream and it's no shade against them because you need you need that. But, you know, that's what that's what machete Twitter was. It was savage. It was brutal. And it was not it was not in support of any brand whatsoever. And, None. you know, so you have to you have to eventually you have to go one way or another. And uh, right. Right. You either brand or you go the way of machete Twitter. Right. Hey, Bull, 
talk to your boy. Talk to Dante, okay? Before the server goes down tomorrow, you need to have a heart-to-heart with Dante about machete Twitter. Considering, Bull, you have the tattoo. And the tattoo is forever. So you got to talk to your boy here. I mean, with without, let's see... So you, you can't really have machete Twitter without Barry Nishizawa. You can't correct. You can't or a Winkle. Well, Winkle's back. Yeah, I know, but he but was right. part of machete Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and uh, so like a lot of the a lot of the dudes who were here for machete Twitter are still here, but it's not it, the the dynamic is not there anymore because you know. Some of us are gone and some of us have moved on. And No, Dante, you don't know. You think you know, but you don't. You just don't. Just saying, you don't. Machete. And, you know, right there. Dude, I didn't. S- bull. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine, Bull. Fine. Have fun. Yeah, and goddamn Bacon, actually, he used to, I mean, he had an actual machete on his, on his live stream. <laughs> he understands. If you know, if anyone really from a literal point of view understands machete Twitter, it's fucking bacon (laughs) and monkey Twitter. Yeah, Sass brought up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where where is Sass? There was over, there was a lot of overlap there. Well, and that's it. Okay, monkey Twitter was like, like machete Twitter 1.0, and then there was machete Twitter, right. Okay, they were talking about doing shit from the treetops, and then Machete Twitter evolved from that to no motherfucker, we're doing it from the ground. That's what it came to. Real quick though, I I want to address this super chat. Alex Patino with the $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Beer money for getting monetized. Congrats, Rob. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome. What the fuck are you you guys? Sassed? Really? The Tower of Grinder? The hell are you talking about? Uh, I think you're insulting me. No, he's talking about the gas, one of the towers in the gay monastery. Well, there's definitely a few fucking towers of monastery. Oh my god, what the hell is going on here? Grander. Well, Twitter you know is what, mindless. Zachary, you say ironically you avoided early Twitter because you thought it was nothing but mindless dribble. Dude. No, no offense, Zachary. Uh, you missed some of the best Twitter. Now it's mindless dribble. Now, it's mindless dribble. You you come on to, you know, like this YouTube stream or you find a blog or whatever. Yeah, that's where shit gets real. But Twitter, Twitter has become a joke, okay? Even from some of your favorite gurus, it's become a fucking joke, dude. And I've been here since 2018. It's a joke now. The only reason I'm on Twitter now is to meet up with guys like like Nick, Bull, um, Ryan, few of the other guys. I've met some of these guys in real life. I've met Aaron Clary, Vince from Masculine Geek. Twitter is a bar. 
We go in there, we drink, we chest thump, you know, I'm an alpha male and the chicks show their cleavage. It's all bullshit. Okay. So if you're thinking, God, back in the day, it was worse. No, dude, for real. It's worse now. It's way worse. And that's why it is that Aaron Clary enjoy the decline because even Twitter is worse now than it was three, four, five years ago. Just saying it's worse now. You know, in a lot of ways, Twitter is actually better in 2006 or seven when it first came out, because then the only yes. thing the only thing that was happening then was people were sharing links to stuff. Nobody was engaging in conversations, really, and nobody was, you know, doing all the shit they do now. I don't even think that you could reply back then, but I may be wrong, but it seems like initially there weren't replies. You could just post something. And it was for sharing links. No, from what I recall, there were replies, but back then you could only do 140 characters. Okay. Okay. Now you can do like 280 and there's motherfuckers talking about, Hey, do you want 4,000 characters? And I'm like, no motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I don't want to read your blog post in a thread on Twitter. If you want to do long form, get off your ass and create your own blog. Okay. Do your own fucking blog, but I don't want to read your thread. I don't give a fuck because most of you fuckers have nothing valuable to say anyway. So why would I want you to be able to spout off more? It's just I mean, more bullshit. Honestly, if if I if we didn't already have like if I if I if it already wasn't so easy to go to Twitter and you know, just connect with the half dozen or dozen or so people that I, you know, that I come back for, you know, I, I would stick to, I would probably stick to YouTube and Instagram a little bit and that would be it. Cause then, you know, cause then, you know, I can post shit on my YouTube now. Right. So, so, you know, why even, why even come to Twitter? And the only reason is, is because I've already got like, you know, I'm already tied into to chest and, you know, to you and to Ryan and Borash and, you know, everybody, else that i you know actually you know get a kick out of you know get a kick out of uh you know seeing your stuff but you know if it wasn't for that twitter is pretty much uh jumped the shark for me correct and i would agree that's the only reason i'm still on twitter is because of the the people i've met whether in real life or here on the internet you know on camera that's it. I I don't, you know, I don't have a book. I don't have a course. I don't have a, you know, here's how to be an alpha male. I, I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. And so to me, Twitter is a bar. It's a place you go where, hey, I can go and I can drink with Nick and Bull. I can drink with Vince. I can drink with Ryan, you know, but he's you know, he's kind of a, he, he's more of a bourbon guy and I'm a beer guy, but that's okay. Okay. But I, I decided here a couple years back, I'm here to meet people so that I can, you know, have a, a you know, a friendship, a relationship, whatever you want to call it. Okay. All the other alpha male platitude. Here's, you know, number four, you know, there's seven steps to getting the whammon. Number four will surprise you. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Drink more water. 
Yeah, drink more water, take a cold shower, do knuckle push-ups, get up at four in the morning, sun your balls, all that nonsense. I don't care about any of that. Now I just make fun of it because it's all a brand. It's all a gimmick. It's all a gaff, And ultimately, it's all mid yep i mean i would i would just be here i would have a i would have a channel just to show my crypto course every you know every two months that would be it for me you know well you know i have to admit as much as i like to shit on twitter <laughs> most of my followers you know the the biggest audience is from twitter yeah I see it in my analytics for the blog, for YouTube, all that. It all comes from Twitter. And so it's one of those, you know, I try to get out and they bring me right back again. You know, it's like, ah, God, I can't leave because this is the top of the funnel. This is where all the guys are. And then they ultimately end up at the blog and they go, oh, shit, Rob knows how to write. Rob has deep thoughts. Oh, shit. And then they show up at the YouTube, and they're like, oh, shit, look at this motherfucker talking shit, okay? Instead of, you know, three ways you can be an alpha male, and, you know, and you got to be six foot and jacked and all that shit. I like to think that what I'm doing is just a way to, it's like comic relief. It's like, yeah, after all you guys get your dose of Tate, and how to be an alpha male or a sigma male, you know, because sigma is even better, you know, whatever it is. After you get all that lecture, all that information, all that, man, I got to be six foot and six figs and six pack abs and six months out of relationship and six inches in the pants and 600 horsepower in the car. After you get all that shit and you're all stressing, you're all worried, you're all like, oh, fuck, I, I got to be a billionaire and own an island and about a fleet of yachts or I might as well just kill myself. After you get that dose, then you can come here and see me and Nick and Bull and go, oh, wait, here's a bunch of assholes that just don't care. And they seem all right. They seem pretty happy. They Nobody seem... Right. That's that's the problem. Well, that's the problem and that's the point. Well, the, the 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 problem is is that it started out with all that stuff. And you know, aside from the shit that you can't change genetically, you know, all that stuff about, you know, whether you want to call it maximizing your value, being the best version of yourself, whatever, all that stuff is valid. The problem is yeah. that it got contextualized by a bunch of retards. And, and then it ends up becoming something that is, you know, it, it goes back to what we used to talk about two years ago, if you can believe it is that long was, I know, you know I can't believe the, it in that long. It, it all, it ends up becoming, you know, all about the new little rascals building forts and it, you know, it <laughs> stops being about anything pragmatic or practical. And if you go trying to strut around life, like, you know, these assholes do on social media, then you're not going to get anywhere. And, you know, those guys don't even act that way in real life for the most part. And, and, you know, it, it, it ends up being, you know, we end up getting to the point where even the stuff that I think has value, like 
you know, making more money and getting in shape and, and all the other, all the other shit that goes along with it, all of which there's merit to, but I can't do anything but make fun of it because it's, be, you know, cause everybody's caricatured themselves between that and the, you know, and the, you know, the, the Catholic cult of, <laughs> you know, fornication and oh yeah not fornication, you know, yes or no, sir. Procreation only for marriage and, you know, and, uh, and all that other kind of shit, you know, it, it ends up just, it ends up being such a joke that you can't even really talk about it seriously anymore because, because they've, you know, they've made it such a ridiculous proposition. So, you know, I, I just shut that noise out and, uh, that's why I'm not, that's why I don't even like talking to, you know, usually I don't even talk like talking about game and whamming and shit so much anymore, except, you know, just to tell stories, you know? And, and I think, cause I think that's, I think that's the most valuable thing you can do right now is to tell stories about, you know, the way shit actually goes down in the real world, because, you know, it's, if you want to be the guy and, and, you know, it, there is such a difference between, you know, if you're 20 years old and you're, you know, starting this shit out, if you're Dante and you're starting this shit out and then you and me on the other end of the spectrum where, like you always say, there's there's more of the calendar behind us than there is in front of us. Correct. So so there's a there's a there's a much different approach there. But the way, you know, for for the for the dudes who are older and aren't interested in getting married again and having kids and doing all that kind of shit then the rules end up being much different for us because we don't, there's all that shit that we've already done or that we don't care about. So what's left, you know, it's, it's having a good time and, you know, doing it in a way that doesn't, you know, wreck you as an individual. And so telling stories about, you know, yeah, well, you know, I like to bang nines and tens too, bro. But what I ended up, <laughs> what I ended up that with that day was skin curtains or. Yeah, that's know. right. I ended up with a four. I ended <laughs> or, up with a mid, bro. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up with, you know, with, uh, with what I thought was a seven that turned out to be a two. <laughs> oh, and, and we've you know, all been there. And I, and I plowed through anyway, you know, and it's, that's and right. it's so. And to me, that's, that's way more, that's way more real and way more fun because, you know, it's like, oh man, it's like, let's talk about what actually goes down instead yeah, of like, instead of what you think or wish or hope or want to go down. I mean, would you rather, would you rather, would you rather bang a five or not bang a nine, you know? And it's like, oh man, dude. That, oh my God, there it is. Would you rather bang a five or not bang a nine? Yeah, keep holding out for that nine, I'll bro. Five, I'll take the five every day, hands down, every time. Right. Because they're all fives anyway. Rather, it's the makeup comes off, the skin curtains show up, the false <laughs> teeth show up, the fact that she's a slump buster. Whatever it is, she's a single mom. She's got three kids at home. Oh, and by the way, her relationship is complicated because her baby daddy still lives at home. And you're like, it's all good. Which way does the wind blow? Is he going to be pissed off if he finds out? And if he is pissed off, is he going to show up at my door with a gun? Yeah. And she tells you the truth. 
and you go either, nah, I, I can't. I, I don't want to have to kill somebody and then defend myself in court. Or you find out like I did. Oh, he has diabetes. <laughs> he's going to die because he's not taking care of it. And what's the worst he's going to do? He's going to bitch and moan at her. Not you, her. All right. Oh, come on over. I'll be your Calgon moment. You leave your bullshit and your drama at the door. You can come on into my house and I'll spend the hour, two hours, whatever. And then I'll send you the fuck home. And here's the fun part, kids. Her kids, her teenage children become part of the show. No, no, Nick. No, no. I I know what you mean, Nick, but I'm telling you, the teenage kids, when they saw mom happy, giddy, like like she was when she was a teenager, they're like, mom, you're so happy. What's going on? And mom was honest. And then they started to lie to their dad on behalf of their mother two years before he died. That's definitely the harshness. Just saying, dude, the best, the the most red pill TM education (laughs) I ever got was from married women. But nobody wants to talk about that, and y'all ain't ready to hear that conversation. Mm. Okay? Just saying, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. That was for the paywall. Yeah, no shit. It really is. And if Dante wasn't burning the server, I would even say that belongs on the server, but we're we're not going to go there. But I got to bring up this this final super chat for the night because we're going to call it here in just a moment here. Mm-hmm. So Alex Patino for the $5. Hog slaying harpooning whales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While my early years in the Army, that was my life. Walk of shame. Been there, done that. Alex, anyone who's honest, any guy who's fucking honest has been there and done that. Okay. Anyone who says, you know, it goes back to shit that I've said years ago. I only bang nines and tens, brah. You're full of shit. We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all done slump busters, which is why they're called slump busters. We've all done shit that, yeah, it's like the moped. You know, it's fun to ride until your friends see you. Okay. We've all been there. That's why I was doing, you know, the emergency podcast. You're all mids. They're all mids. You're a mid. Get over it. Get used to it. You're not an alpha male. You're not a sigma male. You're just a dude who wants to get laid and have a good time and have as many experiences as you can before you die. That's what all of this is. That's why I'm here. I just want to experience the ups and the downs of life and be able to say, well, I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, got the mug, got the water bottle, all that shit before I die. That's it. Beginning, middle, and end of story. What say you, Nicholas August? What say me about what? (laughs) About anything. 
Best thing you can do is look at yourself in the mirror every time you brush your teeth and say you're a piece of shit. And that's that's it. That's the best okay. you can possibly do. Paul, you know what? Given that you're, you know, an influencer and you know marketing, I like I said, dude, you're one of the best marketers I've met so far. Face to face, in person, and online. You're one of the best marketers I've met. Okay. No, no bullshit. You saying my channel's the most real in the sphere. Uh, the the part about the sphere, I don't know, dude. God damn, you're 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 giving me a compliment, but then you're like nagging me at the same time. <laughs> hey, you are, but I get the sentiment and I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Rob, you're the Uranus of the manosphere. Ah, oh, god damn it! You know, <laughs> Nick Nick just gave me a kiss, a hug, and a slap. Like, you know, you guys want to know, you well, neg the chick. Well, God, both Paul and and Nick just negged me. Where now I feel this weird, you know, like compulsion to get in my BMW and drive across state lines to bring both you motherfuckers beer. Well, I mean, it gets back to what I was saying earlier, which I didn't say it this pointedly, but the manosphere is a joke. Okay. It is. And it's, and it's not a joke because of the, you know, of, for any reason other than the, the dudes who made up the manosphere have turned it into a joke. And so the best, the best content creators, brands, whatever you want to call them out there are not even pushing hard that, you know, the manosphere is even a thing because it never really was. No, there was, there was never really a manosphere. It was a, it was a made up term by, you know, that feminists used to make fun of, you know, whatever. And then the dudes who were being made fun of just sort of, you know, ran with it, owned it and ran with it, owned it and ran with it. And keep that in mind instead of making it the sacred cow that you have. Yep. Okay. With that guys, we're almost at the two hour mark. So I'm going to leave you with this and then we out. (laughs) It's Slenderman. Kill yourselves. Peter. Lord, I've had a good laugh. And I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell.